boom, 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 boom. Fight, argue, get angry. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that food and exercise have become such controversial topics? Well, it's probably not funny because we've got a world that's gotten fatter and sicker and weaker than it's ever been and so much controversial information and completely opposing information about how to eat and how to exercise to be healthy for a long time. So why are we arguing and is there anything that we could, st or are there things that we could agree on, stop arguing about, so that the people who need us the most, if you're an exercise professional, if you're a coach, a nutritionist, a medical professional, is it possible that the world really needs help? Obesity, coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, stroke, cancers, Alzheimer's, dementia, all the brain diseases, they're at the worst they've ever been in history. So what are we going to do to get the world healthy again? Can we? And can we stop arguing so that a lot of people put their hands up in the air and said, well, I don't know what's right and what's wrong, so I'm just going to do whatever I bloody well want. And we now have a world that's fatter than it's ever been, sicker than it's ever been, more diseased than it's ever been. Uh, I spent a bit of time in the USA, and that seems to be a general... Uh, people just share that with me regularly. Rowie, I don't know what to believe. Everything's controversial and contradicting, so I'm just going to keep eating whatever I want. And now we have people who are five, six, seven hundred pounds, two, three hundred kilos, and they're not very healthy. And I don't want our kids to grow up in a world like that. How about you? So what can we agree on versus what do we have to keep arguing about? And it seems that whatever information that you deliver, someone will disagree with you, but not just disagree, they want to fight with you. They want to argue with you. They, they get aggressive about it, which is probably awesome because it means they're passionate about it. And I love passion. But is it possible that our passion is affecting people's health? So how about this? Is it possible that, number one, everybody's different, so we've all got a right to have our own opinion? And are there any anything that we can come together on that people could get some general information about and think, well, if I make these changes, my life could be better? Because I always ask this question, not what exercise do you want to do and what food do you want to eat? My question is always, what's the outcome that you want? What do you want your eating and exercise plan to do for you? What do you want your body to be able to do? How much energy do you want to have? How much enthusiasm and excitement for life do you need? How strong do you need to be? How fit do you need to be? And fit and strong for what? So as I always share with all of my max uh, international exercise professionals, there's three parts to becoming a top-level exercise professional, I believe. Number one is that you get people really fit, and number two is you get them really strong, because obviously when people are fit and strong, their life is going to be different. Would that be fair? Could we agree on that? Being fit and strong is better than being unfit and weak. How about that? The third part, though, to being a top-level exercise professional is being able to fit strength and fitness, getting fit and strong, into somebody's lifestyle. Not my lifestyle, not your lifestyle, theirs. <laughs> so I always ask the question, how, those questions, what do you want, what results do you want, uh, how much energy do you need, how fit do you need to be, how strong do you want to be, but how much time have you got, what does your life look like? Because I can't tell somebody what to eat and how to exercise. If it's not going to fit into their lifestyle, they're just not going to do it. And maybe that's one of the reasons why people don't do it. So rather than arguing about this is the good exercise or a bad one, or this is the right time to eat or isn't, or this is the right food to eat or isn't, what could, couldn't we just find out about the person and fit in with them? So some of the really controversial things that people argue about, I'd love to share with you just a beautiful story to see if we can get on, on the same page. How about that? Uh, and if not the same page, at least in the same book, which is to help people to stay healthy, fit and strong for the rest of their life. It's a beautiful story about a little boy at school and he was being bullied by a, 
one of the toughest, strongest bully, big bullies in the school. And of course, that big bully had other people who were bullies that followed him around. And then the rest of the school were scared of the bully, so they kind of got into that crowd. But there was this one little boy standing alone, and they're all picking on him, particularly the big bully. And the little, bo- the little boy looked the big bully in the eye, and he pulled his shoulders back, smiled, bent down on the ground, picked up a rock and drew a line in the dirt. And he got back up, looked the bully back in the eye, and he said, I dare you to cross the line. Everybody laughed. The big bully crossed over to the other side of the line. And the little boy looked up at him and he said, Now we're on the same side. Could we please be on the same side for our kids, for the humans in the world who want to be healthy? Because if we keep doing what we're doing, is it possible that we could turn people off being healthy altogether? And we pretty much have already, by the way, because I'll share it again. We have a population now that is more than 50% sick, more than 50% overweight, more than 50% diseased. It's become normal to be unhealthy. It's become normal to be overweight. It's become normal to be depressed. It's become normal to grow old and get coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, be overweight and to just be unhealthy. And I don't want that for anybody. So what can we agree on? So I'll give you an example. Uh, There's a big argument everywhere on social media right now about plant-based eating, vegan vegetarians, for example. It's like a culture, a lifestyle. We're vegan vegetarians. We're plant-based eaters, proudly. And then we have another group that's saying, I'm a carnivore. I just eat meat and nothing else. And I'm not sure you can get any more opposing than those two. (laughs) Interestingly, though, I have uh, watched a gentleman who seems to be in the same headspace as me where he wants to bring the world together so that everybody can be healthy. And he suggested to those two groups, what can we all agree on? And it seems that there is a couple of things. Number one is that whatever you eat, it should be real food. Uh, And number two is that the more you process food, the less real it becomes, the less nutrition it has in it. So whether you eat vegan, vegetarian, or you are a carnivore, the suggestion is that you eat real meat or real fruit and vegetables, not ones that have been highly processed and come in a packet or a bag. And I think that's a really great place to start. Eat more real food, eat more real food. It's one of those songs, one of the parts of the songs that I sing on a regular basis to inspire people to be healthy, fit and strong, which is to be happy, drink more water till you've got clear wheeze, eat more real food, eat more real food, get puffed and get strong. That's the five verses to the Rowie song. I'll just quickly sing it. Be happy, be happy, be happy, and drink more water till you've got clear wheeze, drink more water till you've got clear wheeze, drink more water till you've got clear wheeze, eat more real food, eat more real food, eat more real food, get puffed. <gasps> And be strong. Woohoo! Imagine if the whole world did just those things. We didn't argue about carnivore or vegan vegetarian. We didn't argue about when to eat or how to eat or how much to eat or what exercises are good or bad or how often you should exercise or how many reps or sets you should do or how many steps you should do or how many liters you should drink or how many calories you should have. What if we just decided as a group of uh, passionate human beings, that it'd be a really good idea to think positively rather than negatively, so we had more of a positive attitude. Uh, What if we were all hydrated? Because we often hear about what to eat and what not to eat, but we don't often hear about how important important hydration is. And you can only live a couple of days without water, so it's pretty bloody important. What if we stopped arguing about food and we just decided, how about we eat real food? 
food that's still got nutrition in it. The, the nutrition, the vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, and fiber haven't been highly processed, processed out of the food. So one of the big int- or the big controversial and interesting fights that the vegans have with the carnivores uh, is the carbohydrate. So the, the carnivores, high protein, high fat, don't eat any carbohydrate people say that vegan vegetarian is all carbohydrate. And it is because everything that comes out of the ground is predominantly carbohydrate. But the vegan vegetarians are not saying that you should eat high processed raw sugar or, uh, or refined sugar or refined flour or, refli- or refined anything. They're suggesting to eat uh, unprocessed, highly nutritious food. The, the uh, carnivores are saying the same thing. It's not about sausages and, and, and stuff that comes stuffed into a plastic bag or a packet when it comes to meat. It's about being lean, eating lean, clean meat. So there's something that they have agreed on, and perhaps that's where we could all start. Let's agree on let's eat more real food. No one has suggested ever that it's better to be unfit and weak than it is to be fit and strong. So as an exercise professional, I always ask, please, could we consider this? For me, this is how to be a top-level exercise professional. Get people fit, get people strong, and then fit all of that into their lifestyle. If I talk about, and I use it because it's so controversial at the moment, if I talk about being a carnivore, and if I believe that being a carnivore is the best way to eat, and I tell that to my clients... What if it's against their religion to eat meat? What if it's against their ethical beliefs? There's some people that don't eat animals because they love animals. There's some people that don't eat animals because they don't like the way that the animal's being killed or processed to become food. It's an ethical reason. So it doesn't matter what I believe, there are people who just won't eat meat. So I can preach as loud as I want to, but it'll be on deaf ears. And that means I don't build a relationship with somebody, which means I can't help them. So would it be possible, please to consider that there are some things that we could agree on rather than disagree. And I always go to these ones. Would it be more important to think positively and be a positive person rather than a negative one? Be happy, be happy, be happy to consider. Would it be better to be hydrated than dehydrated? No one's going to argue that that's really important to be hydrated. Nobody, whether vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, three sets of 10, uh, train five times a week, do 20,000 steps a day rather than 10,000. None of those people, whatever culture you're from, think that it's important to be dehydrated. How about eat more real food? How about get puffed? And no one's going to argue that if you want to get fit, you've got to get puffed. You've got to overload your heart and lungs. So what if we got people fit? We got people to puff, doing the thing that they want to do, not what we want to do. It doesn't matter if you love running or biking or swimming or punching or it doesn't matter. You might love that, but the person that you're chatting to might not. Could it be a really good idea to ask them what they love to do? So no one's going to argue that it's important to be fit. Do we need to get fit? Or is it better to be unfit? Of course, it's better to be fit. How do we get fit? We've got to get puffed. How people get puffed doesn't matter because your heart and lungs are blind. They just know that if you overload them, they're going to get fit. Isn't that awesome? What about strong? The quickest way to get old is to get weak and frail. If you keep your muscles and bones strong, your ligaments, tendons and joints strong, you have great posture, you have a faster metabolism because strong muscles are the metabolic machine in our body. Uh, Everything works better when you're fit and strong. So what if we adapt fit and strong to whoever we're talking to at the time rather than preaching at them, disagreeing with them, telling them what to do, making them agree with us and getting angry if they don't agree with us, what if we just simply said, what do you want to do to get fit, to get puffed? What do you want to, what do you want to lift to, get, to overload your muscles and bones so you get strong? And then from a food point of view, is it possible that if we listen to our own body, 
we might get some really great information. So you can tell somebody that they have to eat five times a day, but what if they're not hungry? You could tell somebody they can only eat once a day, but what if they're really hungry? And is that possible or is it important to consider that that could be lifestyle? Somebody that's really active and using their brain all the time and they're moving around all the time, they might be hungry all the time, so they need to eat food. There are some people who don't do anything. They might not need very much carbohydrate. We, all, we store half a kilo of carbohydrate in our body, and if you don't burn it up, you don't need to keep filling the tank up because if you try and put more carbohydrate in, your body says, I can't use this, I'll turn it into fat. So yes, carbohydrate's a challenge if you put too much in. But somebody that's using their brain all the time and they're getting puffed all the time, they're lifting heavy all the time and they've got a really active lifestyle, they might need a lot of carbohydrate. Is that possible to consider that rather than don't eat carbohydrate, it's bad for you? So I always ask this question, wouldn't it be nice to turn your body into a fast food burning, calorie burning, fat burning, sugar burning, protein burning, alcohol burning machine? <laughs> if I'm really fit and if I'm really strong, is it possible that I'll need more food? I might even need more alcohol. Now I don't drink alcohol, so it's, it's irrelevant for me. I'm not going to tell somebody to have to drink if they don't want to. But why would I tell somebody not to drink if it's something that's a really important part of their life and they really enjoy it? Particularly when you have a look at the longest living people in the world, and that's what's really exciting. You can't argue with that. There are a group of people that have lived a really long time. Very few of those people that live past 100 have been uh, unfit, unfit, weak, frail, uh, negative people. In fact, I don't think there's any of them. There's some things that seem to add up. Positive attitude, fresh air and sunshine, being fit and strong, having a career or business that you love, having great people around you, and eating food that you love. Because it's interesting, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people that have had no dietary control at all in their life. They've just eaten when they're hungry, they've stopped eating when they're full, and they eat whatever they want, whatever their culture determines. So the Italians, yes, eat pasta and bread and drink wine and smoke cigars, and, and they're some of the longest living people in the world. There's an interesting thing to consider. Is it possible that when you put restrictions on people and you make them feel guilty if they break those restrictions, that stress and guilt could kill us faster? Just something to consider. So I'm never here to tell you what to do and I certainly don't want to ever, I will never preach to anybody about what to eat and how to exercise. My questions are always this, what do you want? What goals do you want to achieve? How fit do you want to be? How strong do you want to be? How much energy do you want to have? What do you want to be able to do with your life? What size do you want to wear? What do you want to look like in the mirror? And let's design an eating and exercise plan that suits all of your goals, but also suits your lifestyle. So if you've got five minutes, we're going to design an exercise program that you can do in five minutes. If you love to exercise for 55 minutes, we're going to design an exercise program that gives you the best results in the 55 minutes that you love to exercise. Could that be a really good idea? So get people fit, get people strong, and then design eating and exercise to suit them. Could that be a better plan than preaching at people, arguing with people, fighting with people and telling them that they're wrong? Have you ever noticed that when you tell somebody that they're wrong, there seems to be an argument rather than a friendly discussion about how we could agree? So how about draw a line in the sand, cross over to the other side and share with whoever you're disagreeing with, now we're on the same side. Because we're on the same side, Maybe we should brainstorm on how we can make life better for everybody rather than aggressive and angry and, and treat people badly. I don't like anger. I don't like, confront I don't like confrontation. I don't like disagreeing with anybody. I just want the world to be healthy, fit and strong and that's what Romax is all about every day. 
I'm here every day. How to get healthy, fit and strong. How to have a career or business that you love. How to be financially free and how to have great relationships. Great relationships with other people, great relationship with yourself. And is it possible that if we get angry and aggressive and we fight and we argue that we might not have great relationships with other people, which means we might have to have a bloody good one with ourselves because we might be on our own all the time. Interesting thing to consider. May your life be exactly the way you want it to be, which is healthy. If you want to be healthy, fit and strong, may you get that way and stay that way for the rest of your life. If you want to have a career or business that you love, may you choose that and have that for the rest of your life and wake up every day with a purpose. If you want to be financially free, of course you can be, that's the easy one. And if you want to have great people in your life, is it possible that that starts with the kind of person that we are and how we treat other people rather than expecting other people to treat us a certain way? Have an awesome, amazing live your life to the max day. Woohoo! The snow is still on the mountain and Basil's about to get banged. That's a great way to get aggressive. Box the bag. Mm-hmm.